Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> and the camera on this thing is terrible. <laughs> oh, man. It just looks like classic webcam. It's, and it, dude, it's a brand new gaming laptop. What? Yeah. I'm surprised. I've used this one before and it looked better. So it just might be having a bad day or something. <laughs> Technology having a bad day. Good Lord. Man. Woke up. Oh, journey. man. My makeup's not getting on right. Dude, we did this for like six months without a subscription. <laughs> not a single problem. That's so weird. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Let me get to IMDb here. So Word. I can properly give you descriptions that are supposed to be see what you think and then I'll give my opinions on the actual trailers <laughs> or whether I'm not watching them for a reason you know how that is <clears throat> I you know what I do honestly kind of miss watching trailers because there have been a lot of movies coming out lately that I imagine their trailers were pretty cool, but I just, so much gets revealed in trailers that it almost completely negates the point of going and watching a movie (laughs) like now. Yeah. But there are ones on here that I think do exactly what I want for a trailer. Cause you still have to see the movie to know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. The, trailers in and of themselves are like an art form because there's such a fine line you have to skirt across to like get people's interest but also still give them enough information to like go into the movie kind of knowing what to expect yeah no that makes sense Uh, unless you're spider-man cubs all the (laughs) peeps out there we're switching it up today we're going for a walk with our show dog millionaire, we're gonna give some Pathetic. early thoughts. No, we're not going for a walk. <laughs> that was a pathetic bark. <laughs> you can tell excited I am. Bear. This is another version of I guess we'll call it two bears this time around. <laughs> one or uh, one bear, one no. No, no. I was trying to make a two girls into a bar. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, think about the punchline. It, it probably ends with Batista, but it's fine. <laughs> Batista for walking dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but Noah, what are we talking to the people about today? We're gonna be talking about movies that have yet to come out yet. <laughs> We're gonna give our first thoughts and reactions to them. You have watched a bunch of the trailers. I have not. I have, but I'm excited to read you the description of these movies and see how you feel about them. Oh boy. We're gonna use our trusted IMDB because that is always where we go. But IMDB never fails us yet. No, it's good. It will. Um So first I want to start, I kind of cheated on this one because this was a last minute thought on our end and it's more of an opinionated one. And guess what? We don't have Chocolate Bear here to tell us not to go on tangents, (laughs) but he can shove off in this case. Uh, (laughs) Oh man, the text message we're going to get whenever he finally listens to this. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) 
we the bunch of us went and saw the new ghostbusters movie on thursday how was it um so my version of this i'll give i'll shoot it to you straight they did what the new bill and ted movie wanted to do but a little better oh yeah just a little better I'm not, no, I am notoriously not a huge Ghostbusters person. So this is from a place of someone who expects a lot to change their opinion. Once, uh-huh. You know, once it's been in concrete like that for 20 years, you're like, eh, they're fine. Yeah, I really only cared about the first movie. Yeah, like that's, that's what I mean. That's how I was. So I was like, okay, new one. We'll check it out. Um, essentially, they, it felt like they kind of forced the the fan base type stuff into it so they really shoehorned in like a lot of fan servicey type of stuff i thought so i'm sure somebody who loves the movie will disagree with me but i thought they did that and then they did a slightly better job of creating a storyline that gets newer people interested you know they had Mm -hmm. the guy from stranger things i forget the what the other girl was in but like she was in a bunch of stuff um so i think they did a good a decent job of getting people and kids interested in today's world and it was definitely more serious um but i still prefer the 2016 girls one so by a lot so what i was saying earlier about that is i don't have a problem with a all-female cast for ghostbusters i welcomed it Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that it was more so a movie that was just like, hey, look, we have a iconic team and they're all women now. A team that was known for just being all men. And hey, now it's women. They didn't, they didn't really write like a good story that people could enjoy. You know, it was more so just, yeah. hey, look, we're inclu- we're including them this is inclusion hi guys yeah so that was something that whenever i saw that they were coming out with another ghostbusters movie i was gonna i was wondering how they were gonna i guess respond to that did they have the all-female cast in this one too no oh man see no, that's, that's the I mean. thing like they they even though maybe it was a little divisive like they definitely did a thing where they basically just made it seem like that movie never happened like, I feel that's like that's what they were going fate for. for it. <laughs> right. Like that's what they were going for. And I'm like, that's not, but you could have tied something in from that. That would have been they... kind of cool. Like Chris Hemsworth pops in as their assistant or something, or he's the one that answers a phone. Like that would have been kind of funny. <laughs> like they could have done something. Yeah. But like not acknowledging it at all. That's man. Whenever studios do that, it is such a fuck up on their part because it just shows that from the beginning, they were not confident about those choices. Yeah. If they're not going to stick with it and like even just just one little reference. I mean, I didn't look it up. I'm sure a different production company made that movie if they didn't bring it back up at all. Like, I just mm-hmm. can't imagine they would have done that. But who knows? I, I didn't really get that deep into it. I just... That was my base level opinion, just because it's so brand new. I don't want to give anything away. Like there are descriptions I could give you, but then it kind of 
like in short they also try to pull something off that like the original power rangers movie did the mighty Morphin power rangers the way they design the story it's kind of got a similar vibe and that kind of was weird like i don't know like it was once you see it i think you'll understand what i mean but all right now i gotta see it <laughs> it's not like it's not like they took power rangers and put it into that that's not the case but like could you imagine power the... rangers kicking ghosts asses yeah right <laughs> but like some of the major plot points kind of went along the lines of that and that movie was my childhood so it's if a movie has that plot line i'll see it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yeah uh it was interesting they, they definitely tied some lore in and um did some stuff but so it was more more fan servicey than anything like i said earlier that's what i thought i think they kind of pushed the seriousness too far mm-hmm. it was almost a too serious movie so at some point so I was like, okay dial it down Oh it. man, it speaking goes. of uh speaking of too serious, I just showed a couple of my friends the other night. This is a small tangent I'm gonna go on, but it's funny because yes. I implore everyone to do this. Do it. Um I showed one of my friends Evil Dead 2 the other night, and yeah. then immediately showed them the 2013 remake. I like the 2013. That, the 2013 remake is the best horror remake ever. I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love that movie. And when you when you show the 2013 remake after watching Evil Dead 2, it is like neck-breakingly jarring. Or yeah. in reference to the movies, it's enough to lose your hand over. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Really? I um I still have to watch those. The first three. Cause I love him. <sighs> Bruce Campbell is one of my favorite people to ever exist. He is that entire brand. Like, he loves (sighs) them so much. When he popped up at the end of Evil, at the end of the Evil Dead remake, I literally lost my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I started, like, crying. Well, you watched the TV show, right? Yep. I loved it. I was so upset more people didn't watch it because it was so funny. They did such a good job. I know, I know. He called fans out on that too. Good on him. Oh, how could they let that happen? I know. Let's get into some serious stuff though. We got a Benedict Cumberbatch sighting not involved with Doctor Strange. Oh? Yeah. I mean, he does a lot. He does do a lot of other stuff. He does. Which is kind of cool because a lot of those people that get into Marvel get stuck. Mm -hmm. So I like seeing that he's still doing other things. Like he must have put that in his contract. Like, yeah, I'll do it, but but I'm going to like, yeah, I'm going to also do things that I want to do too. I'm not just a slave to you, which yeah, is good the, for him. Cause you know, like you, you noticed that um, Robert Downey Jr. Once he became Iron Man, that was it. Like you didn't really yeah. see him do much else. No, before that, off. he was like in a bunch of indie movies and stuff. One yeah. of the, one of my favorite is like a scanner darkly. Oh my God. Love that movie. Oh, I've been man. trying to get Steve to watch it forever. It's got Keanu, man. <laughs> Why is Fine. he taking so long to watch it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm the same way with some of his movies, though. It's fine. I mean, if you if you look at a scanner darkly, <laughs> yeah, I can understand why people kind of like put that off because like it looks really weird. And it is. Let's be let's just be straight up on it. It's a weird movie, and I still don't it is really weird. I watched. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever will, but hey, no, that's what's great Do about it. it. <laughs> 
take the couple uh, hours and just enjoy it, guys. All right. Movies called Power of the Dog. Yes, that's important. Remember this title. So. <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> after I read this, you might be more confused, but who knows? Maybe you won't be. Maybe I only read this and thought it was way off, but you know. We're about to find out. Yeah. Severe pal. This is, uh, I'm going to give all these summaries I can from IMDb. So severe, pale eyed, handsome Phil Burbank is a brutally beguiling, is brutally beguiling. All of Phil's romance, power and fragility is trapped in the past and in the land. He can castrate a bull a bull calf with two swift slashes of his knife. He swims naked in the river, smearing his body with mud. He is a cowboy as well as his hides. That's only the first third of the movie description. <laughs> How at all? That's the face. For anyone listening, the face I'm getting is fantastic. <laughs> How at all does that relate to the power of a dog? <laughs> The year is 1925. The Burbank brothers are wealthy ranchers in Montana, and the Red Mill restaurant is on their and, and at the Red Mill restaurant on their way to the market, the brothers meet Rose, the widowed proprietress, and her impressionable son Peter. Phil behaves so cruelly he drives them both to tears, revealing in their hurt and rousing his fellow cowhands to laughter, all except his brother George, who comforts Rose and returns to marry her. As Phil swings between fury and cunning, his taunting of Rose takes an eerie form. He hovers at the edges of her vision, whistling a tune she can no longer play. His mockery of her son is overt, amplified by the cheering of Phil's cowhound disciples. Then Phil appears to, appears to take the boy under his wing. Is this the latest gesture of a softening that leaves Phil exposed or a plot twisting further into menace? What is this movie, man? <laughs> It sounds like I dropped a bunch of acid and then just sat down with a pen and paper and just spilled every single thought that I had onto that paper. Yeah, that, that's a good way to describe it. You want, Here's what I thought about the trailer. After I watched the trailer, I wrote confusing story. May trying to be turn him into a man may be a broke back mountain situation. And that was before I read this description. So this movie is an odd duck, to say the least. Nowhere in any of that <laughs> did I get any Brokeback Mountain vibes. The fact that no. you got that from the trailer is hilarious. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Uh, apparently Netflix is, I think Netflix is one of the people that's doing this. At least that's that where the- sounds about right. <laughs> that's where the uh, summary came from. So- Wow. I don't know if this is going to be a hitter for him. He might get like a best actor award in it. It might be one of those kind of movies where like he knocks it out of the park and it ends up being a deep movie, but with how, <laughs> with how that summary sounds, I would hope that he is really good at it because <laughs> it sounds like he's going to need to be to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. It was an odd, an odd one. He was like mean and nice at certain points in the trailer. And then it almost looked like he was going to kiss the other guy. And I was like, what is happening? I don't, I can't. That entire up. description sounded like a fever dream. Yeah. It's, it's wild. That man. sounded like the dying last breath that somebody gives <laughs> yep. on their deathbed. Oh my God. It was crazy. 
<laughs> now we're going to jump to another one that's going to be way easier to understand because we need one we need one we can understand all right <laughs> uh, i'm going to go with the description first so a look at how tennis superstars venus and serena williams became who they are after their coaching from their father richard williams oh is this king richard yes okay See, you knew the title of it before I even had to tell you because the description makes sense. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I've been seeing previews of it. It's all over YouTube and everything. It's just another Will Smith movie. It looks cool. Yeah. It looks I, it looks really emotional. So you've seen some of the stuff? That some is, of them, yeah. What did you think of it? Will Smith movies are so weird whenever he tries to like play a serious character because everyone has a specific vision of what will smith is in their head which is like he's the fresh prince of bel-air <laughs> he's just he's the goofy he's like your goofy like uncle like he's just really funny yeah. and anytime that he tries to be serious it just it feels so weird he's a good actor but it it sucks whenever you get typecast into stuff because that does affect the public's perception of you for like the longest time well, he's done a if lot of forever. these types of movies. It's not yeah. the, he, he's done like the, what was it? Seven pounds. Is that what it was called? Seven pounds. I think. Something like that. Uh, like he's done ones that I thought he was really great in. He also did I Am Legend and mm. what was it? I Robot, I think. Yeah. And he was also yeah. dead shot in the God awful first Suicide Squad. I really don't want to, I really awful. hate reminding myself about that movie, but yeah, it still exists. His character could have been really good. That movie could have been really good. Guess I what? Mean, it could have. Nothing was. <laughs> yeah, Lewis does not like that I am a fan of Jared Leto, but he's in my, fa he, he's in my favorite movie of all time, and that's the first time I saw him ever act. So, like, I, I have think... a connection. I think that Jared Leto was like horribly, horribly underused. I felt like he oh, could have yeah. been. I had that complaint with Steve when we saw it. I was like, why wasn't yeah. he in it more? I'm very, like, I thought it was about him. He was all over the promotion for it. That's <laughs> what I told him. <laughs> like, that's how they drew people into that movie. It was like, hey, guys, yeah. look, we have a new Joker. Hi, he has damage tattooed on Whoa. his forehead. Does it make sense? Not really, but sure. Yeah, but then they never used him. Quiet. It was a weird choice. Um, he was in way, like two scenes <laughs> either way i remember this trailer came on and because i don't typically get like super hype for will Fer will will, Fer will smith movies uh mm -hmm. i usually just watch them like i don't care about the trailers it's like you know whatever if they're good they're good i'll see them blah 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 um i remember i cried the first time i watched this trailer i was like okay so he's gonna be up for a best actor nomination that's going to oh, be a solid. You're going to have absolutely see that. Oh yeah. You're going to have at least one of those girls is going to get a debut actress nomination. Um, whether it's the both of them or just one, or they give two, maybe they give both of them the award. That would be freaking cool. Wouldn't it? From what I've seen in the few clips that have just kind of popped up whenever I'm just doing whatever the, the one that I'm thinking of off the top of my head right now is they are driving in the car and they're like seeing houses and Will Smith's character is talking to his daughters and saying like, hey, you can have these houses if you work hard enough for that. Yeah, and it, 
it's doing something in a way that I like. You and you and our resident chocolate bear know that I don't like when they choose topics like that just to choose them. Yeah. And make a movie built around that. They are taking a story and making a point with it. Yeah. You know, they're using the story itself to drive other subplots that are important. Hey, we're really poor right now, but if you work hard, you could have that. Yeah. Instead of just dropping them into this shitty situation and saying, go. Yeah. (laughs) It's one thing to have a story that on the surface level let uh, that on surface level is about struggle and whatnot. I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you understand what I mean. There's a difference between right. surface level and then, like, the story is in service of that, I guess. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's my point, though. It's, it's exact. You're just making it in shorter words. Yeah. yeah it's, it's exactly what I mean. Uh, it's got to have a purpose. It's the same way Lewis and I, in our last two bears, we talked about sex and how they use it in shows and tv and stuff yeah and sometimes it's there because it needs to be other times it's there because they didn't it's like a family guy episode at the end when they're like oh we're short on time let's just throw a sex scene in there like (laughs) hi guys this will get your curiosity (laughs) yeah like i don't know it's one of those so i'm really excited for that one uh probably that kind of falls in the same vein as uh the like the rape sequence conversation that me and mundo have had before Mundo just does not like any sequence like that in anything. And I think that, yeah, I think that there are (laughs) some stories that do it really well. Um, There's a movie that Dead Meat on YouTube just did a kill count for not too long ago. I forget the name of it, but it's, it's one of those revenge stories like I spit on your grave and, Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Last house on the left, I think. I could not finish that one. That scene was so brutal. I like that was yeah. not necessary. Yeah, we that movie's can't. rough. <laughs> yeah, I that know movie's after really that rough. It was fine, but <laughs> but this movie is actually really good. It's one of the best revenge stories that I've ever seen because there are a lot of them that don't handle that kind of subject with any amount of like care, you know. Yeah. But this movie, I'll figure out the name of it at some point and <laughs> drop okay. it at, yeah. so that people know if you think about um, it. i know it's on shutter okay but yeah it's filmed by a woman so it's actually handled with like a little bit of care <laughs> oh that's nice it's actually she didn't want to like, film that somewhat respectably yeah. <laughs> yeah good lord it's uh, also a really good movie uh, let's Okay, we're jumping into one that I'm super excited for. And I'm really upset I saw the trailer because it happened by accident. And otherwise, I would never, ever have touched it. What is it? Late, uh, House of Gucci, man. House of Gucci? Yeah. Have you heard I of it? I think I've heard, like, I've heard, like, one thing about it, which is just literally the title. I know nothing about it. Okay. So it isn't like Gucci, like the brand, is it? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so, okay. So here, I'm going to read just a short, very short summary, because even without the trailer, I think that would get you hyped. But when Patrizia Reggiani 
think that's how you say it. And outside of <laughs> humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened. <laughs> murder and Gucci is not exact. Why? No, it's not. It's not anything that I would put in the same sentence together. <laughs> yep. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to read what? off the cast because it is ridiculous. <laughs> There's no way the background of Gucci is that wild. It is. For some what? reason, dude, you should check out the trailer. It's wild. Um, so Ridley Scott made it, of course. Which is already like, okay, now I'm interested. You know, like that's the first thing you need to see. (laughs) Um, There's not many world builders better than him. I still think there are one or two, but to be in the top three of world building, pretty good. That man single-handedly gave us aliens, dude. Right. Like, come on. Um, So you got Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Jared Leto, Selma Hayek. All, just those five people that I named, and there's others. My eyes started twitching because <laughs> that's a lot. I remember when the trailer started, I was like, I already like this movie. Like it had like the the vibe, like that late 80s, 90s vibe of like when these big companies were getting super famous type of thing. Oh, so you know, like a kind Steve of Matt. like kind of like another wolf of wall street kind of thing yes it's very very much like that not not with but you know with 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 murder and things but yeah um there's a there's a scene in the trailer where she says she's not a she's not a she wouldn't call herself a moral a moral person but she does what's right i forget the exact word she uses and then she taps a spoon on her teacup three times and i'm like Oh my God, does that mean someone's about to die? I want to know so bad. <laughs> that is absolutely a trigger for something. I know. And I want to know what it was. Like, I, I just want to know right now. And that's I a can't little, know until that's, the 24th. <laughs> that's our little, that's our little Chekhov's uh, gun right now for Gucci. Yeah. It's just <laughs> that three taps on the uh, teacup. And essentially what it seems like is this is making it sound like she's coming from, obviously she's probably coming from humble places just like the Mm -hmm. Venus Williams story, right? But I think in the trailer, it makes it seem like she's doing this out of greed. Like she marries into the family on purpose to get in. Which would make sense for- Make some money and yeah. So like that that has me more intrigued with the Mm -hmm. trailer on top of some of the things you know. Um, I'm already calling it now. She's going to win Best Actress Award. I'm just putting it out there. Nobody's going to beat her. When the Oscars roll around, it's going to take a lot. And that's just oh, the trailer. Two and a half minutes and I was sold. I was like, okay, that's it. Game's over. Um, just imagine you go in opening day and watch it and it just sucks so bad. I'd be so upset. Um, all that money you just spent on that one movie ticket, all that popcorn, all of it was wasted. Know, <laughs> and my problem, my problem with it is Ridley Scott because he has so, done some duds for me. Not a lot, but a couple. Yeah, um, and I what, really hope he doesn't fudge it up, but I don't think he will. Which one, which alien movie was it that came out not too long? Was it Alien Covenant? Yeah. That was like with Christian eh. Bale, I think. 
Yeah. Was he in it? It was either that or it was Prometheus that like had the most negative okay. reaction. I'm pretty sure it was Covenant, but I, I can't remember quite well. Yep. And our, our resident, um, our resident non-sexy famous actors in it who will probably get a nod as well, which is ridiculous. Like, come on. Adam non-sexy Driver, famous actor. Yeah. Adam Driver. <laughs> come on. Let's get out of here with that. Oh, come on, man. He's not good looking. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> Lewis agrees. <laughs> Hey man, whatever people like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, whenever he uh, came out in Last Jedi, didn't have a shirt on. Boy, the memes. Boy, the non-sexy abs. <laughs> <laughs> and the very square pecs. <laughs> that was like a, a weird, box, dude. <laughs> he had a weird stomach. I don't know what that was. That, he really does have a very mouth. strange physique. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> to some extent, I really hope this podcast never actually gets too big just in case someone famous hears us rip on them. What do you mean? Batista is going to be our first major sponsor, and it's going to be He amazing. is going to be our number one fan. Yes. We are taking we will care be, of peeps. <laughs> we will be 50 years old and still pushing for him to be in stuff. He'll be in the ground. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Uh this one you're excited for, I'm sure. The Is it new... Spider-Man? No. We'll get I saved a couple of the top level ones for the end. I keep they waiting also for come you to hit the Spider-Man. Too, but... Oh yeah. I'm I'm excited. Uh, no, this one's your alley because it's Resident Evil, the new one. Oh, welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah. Um, so the girl in it, I love her. Um, was it Kaya? I don't know how to, I cannot tell you how to I say don't her think, last name. I don't think I know a single actor or actress that is in this new Resident Evil movie. You'll and you'll I'll recognize you Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough. Yeah, William. He plays William Birkin in it. But if if you look that up on IMDb, you'll recognize him. You'll probably recognize a lot of them. They just aren't in like major things yet. They all seem to be <laughs> relatively newer. I'll have to look up which the is kind of cool on. I like that because I know them I like well it. enough to want to watch it but yeah they're not stars yet so it's still cool to see them growing and doing some yeah. cool stuff um, it's dude it's gonna be so nuts watching this movie and what how, what's her name Mila mm-hmm. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about I never know how to pronounce her name yeah. but not seeing Alice in the movie in a Resident Evil movie is going to be wild. I am really glad that they are taking more elements from the games and allowing it to be more of a adaptation of the games instead of whatever the fuck the actual, like the original movies turned into. Yeah. But I also kind of think that resident evil just kind of like needs to resign itself to just video games. Yeah. I think I think it's time. I think we've had enough years now where we can realize that hey, Resident Evil might not work as well as a movie, and that's okay. We can I let think it. This die. one will. I really hope so. It I looks, do. It looks pretty promising. It looks really good, but and it's it's just and it's not too corny acting. It's just corny enough where it's still a horror movie, and you can appreciate its level of acting. 
but yeah. it's not if, to the point where you're like, okay, I can't even handle this. This is so trash. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing a video, if you're do well, if you're doing a video game movie, everything needs to be over the top. I will always say that. But if you're doing a horror movie in general, yeah, everything kind of needs to be a little bit over the top. Nothing too wild. Otherwise, you're getting into camp, and then. Yeah. If you're not actually writing the movie intended for camp and you throw camp in there, you're never going to do it right. Yeah, no. But, um, yeah, everything that I've seen so far about Welcome to Raccoon City, it it looks promising. I am, I have a very abusive relationship with Resident Evil, so I'm like hesitantly optimistic about it <laughs> scary description about your relationship but that's okay we'll go with it yeah listen <laughs> i played resident evil 4 when i was a kid like when it came out and i was so excited for resident evil 5 and then resident evil 5 came out and i'm punching a boulder at the end of the game and i haven't really played a resident evil game ever since then <laughs> fair enough you should play the new one resident evil 8 no the, Is the that, village or, village yeah yeah apparently that one was pretty good i watched i watched somebody actually play it for like half the game online that i really liked on uh the kind of funny group you ever i still them? yeah yeah i, I still that. have yet to play seven i've heard that seven is really good i heard um, that's the scariest of any other recent ones that came out yeah i mean like shit your pants scary anything <laughs> other than five and i imagine six i don't know <laughs> i played like 10 minutes of six but anything that isn't either of those two is probably going to be comparatively like horrifying yeah do you uh question for you since i brought it up do you have do you listen to kind of funny enough to have a favorite what do you mean a favorite person on the kind of funny cast like of all the people that they have to do their shows No, I don't know them. Okay. I don't know them all that not much. Dude, my boy is Andy Cortez. This dude is awesome. He's always hopped up on energy drinks. He's always <laughs> excited for whatever they're talking about. He's like the first to be cynical about stuff. I'm like, you're my man. That is exactly what I need. Oh, man, that's the man that I think. <laughs> and they make him play the Resident Evil game and he hates horror games. So it is just a blast. That is the exact kind of person that we all need to be. I just want to see Mundo get all caffeinated and just start talking about whatever the fuck. I know, right? I know. That we, need to do a, we need to do an episode like that of just getting Mundo like... <laughs> we all down an energy drink right before it starts and see what happens. <laughs> In some weird state of mind, we just need to all get... <laughs> that was a uh, Yoda way to say that. Uh, my last point on that one is that they have Constantine Films producing it. Mm -hmm. which is always something to get me in the door um that is just one of those production companies that for some reason i don't even know sometimes but i'll find out when i go in to see a movie i'm like oh constantine made it that makes sense that's why i like this movie and the aesthetic my anytime, big one but yeah anytime that any resident evil movie throw throws in a reference to the original like trailer for the game where it has like that zombie like turning around mm -hmm. you see it in the trailer and when you if you watch it again and you get to that part you'll know exactly what i mean of like that zombie that's like eating somebody and then it like and, comes yeah, up and turns back around yeah. yeah oh my god dude i love it anytime that, that happens that's one of my that's such an iconic 
image in not just like horror at this point, but like pop culture in general. Yeah. So did they, are they the first ones that made that famous then? One of their no. older games? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I oh, maybe... yeah. The, the older game. That's yeah. the first game. Okay. That was but in, like, uh... that wasn't a huge thing until they kind of started adding creep factors to how they did horror or. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I, Cause I don't know what the, that would be an interesting time to do a history of like zombie movies. Oh my God, dude. Because that would be like, it'd be cool to see where stuff like that started. Like the types of scares that happen and like who did them first. And that would be kind of neat. Man, uh, dude, I'm telling you what, this upcoming season of Film Harvest is going to be awesome because I'm picking a lot of movies that, pro- that I don't want to say that I'm theming it around like horror movies because I'm not. But there's going to be a couple of movies that we have, like, that I've mentioned that I really like or that I really want to see again that I know I'm going to pick for the next season of Film Harvest. And absolutely one of them is probably going to be a zombie movie. And I'm going to talk about the state of zombie movies and, like, zombie media in general. And I'm so happy. I'm so excited to do that. I like it. Uh, We're switching it up. We're going to go with a little different flavor right now. Because on December 10th, West Side Story comes out. Oh, man. You know how you, have, you said you have an abusive relationship with Resident Evil? <laughs> I have that with West Side Story. Oh, man. <laughs> but I'll let you talk about it first. Isn't it, uh, isn't it being directed by Lin-Manuel? Steven Spielberg, man. No, Steven Spielberg. Never mind. Yeah. They they stepped up. Oh the no, guns. that was in the heights. That was in the heights. Never mind. <laughs> Which is, by the way, great Broadway show. Um, they sadly, sadly missed parts in the movie that I thought were more vital. I still haven't watched the movie yet. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the song with the grandmother tears your heart into like a million little pieces. God, it was great. <laughs> Yeah, I I like spent about five months consistently <laughs> in yeah. like obsessed with Hamilton. That now I'm just good on any musical for about a year. That's fair. Uh, so first thing that gets me in the door on this movie at all, and Steven Spielberg doesn't even get me in the door on this movie. That's okay. Yeah, like that's how <laughs> I much I don't that. care about this movie. I understand um, that. That's okay. <laughs> But Ansel Elgort, however you say his last name, the guy from Baby Driver, he's in it. He's the lead on the other side. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, maybe if it goes on to HBO, I'll give it a gander. When I don't have to invest any actual money in it at the time. Right. Which I imagine it'll end up on HBO if all these other musical ones are too. Yeah. I don't think they wouldn't do that. But um, I, it's hard because as much as I don't care that Steven Spielberg's doing it, I do think he'll be up for a Best Director Award based on just the trailer and how it's shot. It's so weird to think that Steven Spielberg is making a musical, <laughs> is filming a musical. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He's a god. He, yeah, he can do whatever <laughs> he wants. And right? more power to him, but um, Wow. <laughs> I think for me, though, the biggest thing that comes into play with this particular story is I think the story is just old. 
Yeah. And like the the idea of it, it's been played out in so many new things since it came out on Broadway and originally like we've seen it a million times. You're just redoing the same story again. Yeah, it's like what can you what can you add in there that makes this a justifiable like product, you know? You know, you know what you add in? You add in a different type of dance as they're fighting. Stupid. Stupid <laughs> Noah. No one fights and dances at the same time. It doesn't I don't work. I don't know. I've never fought or danced, so Listen, I have no opinion. Can you imagine if the naked guy in the fight also started dancing? I would have been out of there like 20 minutes ago. Right. You don't need a weapon anymore. It's over. <laughs> like <laughs> It was over the moment that he took off his shirt. He was like, oh. yeah. And then he gave you a gyration and you're like, okay, I lost this bar fight. I'm going to walk well, back Well, now out. not only am I pissed off at this dude, but now I'm also <laughs> horny. <laughs> right. That's where, that's where I was going. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, but like just watching the trailer, I don't see any of them. I don't see any major awards coming out of it. Maybe they get the pity best actor, actress award nomination. Which, They're not going to nomination. They're not right. going to win it. It's right. the nomination. Most of mine are nominations. The only one that I have set in concrete is Lady Gaga. Unless she is horrid in it, I don't see it happening because she's already Lady got Gaga trans- transitioning from a pop star into like acting is it, crazy. I love it. I love it too. And I because love her she's American the best at it. Story, in the last like, God years. I know. She's so, <laughs> so good. wild. So oh good. man, and what she's was that the only one in that the... star movie that I thought was actually that's decent. just what I was thinking about? Wasn't that with Bradley Cooper? Yeah, she won for that one, yeah. Um, which is fine. I thought she did great in that one. I thought she held the two of them up because Bradley Cooper is a hate his face kind of guy for me. Uh, but you know, man, I'll tell you what, I really hope that after that movie, she got put on some good anti pain meds because she fucking carried that on her back. <laughs> well, she's already sick. She has there that you go. one disease that she has. She's in pain already. So it's there like, you go. He just doubled her problem. <laughs> Stupid. Fake Southern accent. Can't sing. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I love Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I am so picky about musicals just because I was, I was always in them and always a part of them and always enjoyed them that all these new ones I'm so picky on. <laughs> they just yeah. don't know how to do musicals anymore, man. They lost it. The charm. Well, Broadway is where they're born. Mm-hmm. that's my problem when they try to make these things that you don't even have a background in broadway i completely just i'm like okay you've lost me already like you don't even know the it is so it. hard it's so hard to take a licensed property and turn it into a broadway show just as it's really hard to take something that is originally a broadway show and turn it into like a typical like hour and a half long movie well, this like, is so Lewis and I talked about that. How, like, when people do our last one was on adaptations. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about how people that make a good ad- adaptation don't go into it saying it's going to be better. They go into it saying we need to make it equal to what it was before. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think these musicals try to do when they make them a film. They try and go over the top and make them unique, but that's not what <laughs> made them good. 
you know? Yeah, they're trying to make they're trying to make it more about like the spectacle and like the visuals and all that, yeah. where they add in like a bunch of like CG or they yep. add it, they just add in like so many elements that are just so needless. Yeah. No, and like agreed. it's not even like especially whenever it comes to Broadway adaptations, like you look at that and anybody would look at that and think, why would they do that? You know? Yeah. So and whenever we'll you're spending the majority of your time asking why they do something instead of just going with it, there's a problem. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how this one plays out. I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. Um, and I honestly don't have a lot of musical friends anymore since I moved out here. Like no one really gets into them. So I don't have a reason to be like, oh, well, this person wants to watch it. So I guess we're going over there tonight. I couldn't tell if I just saw heartbreak in your face whenever you said that or not. <laughs> it is. It's, it's heartbreak. It's a thousand percent heartbreak. We have you one look friend. so sad. It's really sad, Noah. Because there, there's such love in them and people don't understand. Oh, man, <laughs> that's what I mean, dude. Everybody lost touch of what musicals are. Yep. No sad. one feels that magic anymore. Yeah. Although I am super psyched. We are less than three months away from seeing um, Golden Girls Puppet Show. Huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. They're doing this traveling group does a parody puppet show of the Golden Girls, and I got me and Steve and our other two friends tickets to go because we always make a joke that like that's our little group. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I actually started tearing up. Yeah, man, it's gonna <laughs> thinking be thinking about that. I'm not even a Golden Girls fan. Like, I think it's kind of funny, but a puppet show, I am down. Oh my god, dude. I can remember like I can remember so many days growing up as a kid where I'd watch that with my grandma. I love Golden Girls, yeah. man. It's awesome. Um, so I'm super excited. The rest of them all love it. I just love good value in showmanship. So a puppet show about Golden Girls down. I'm in. Let's do it, man. <laughs> That's all you need um, to tell me. Puppet show. Yeah. Uh, oh, next one coming from Netflix. Let me, let me look it up real fast. Let me give you the description. Um, so I made a note already and I'll throw this out because you know my opinion on these and this is a big statement for me to say, but I think this movie is Netflix breakthrough movie where they're a legit movie producer. Oh. Yes, I think they've crossed the line. Where if they get an award, I'd be okay with it. All right. Yeah. So, so... short description. Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. But wait. But wait. We're going to... I'm going to read the cast off. Because I got so excited. <laughs> so we're going to start... For some reason, this guy is number one on the list in IMDb. I'll read it in order because it's easier. But it mm -hmm. didn't seem like in the trailer he was as important because there are much bigger names at the moment. But so Timothy Chalamet, who you know is already like, he's, he's big bucks for me. I'm all about the Timothy Chalamet. All right. Um, all right. Leo. What? Jennifer Lawrence. We know you like your J-Law. 
Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, Melanie Linsky. She sounds familiar. I don't know her name. I don't know her for much. Um, Jonah Hill. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> oh, there's more. Meryl Streep. Ariana Grande. Ron Perlman. And then a whole bunch. Of, Tyler Perry's even in it. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. And the trailer is so funny. It's basically Wolf. They they made they remade Wolf of Wall Street. That's the vibe I got. What reality is this? I don't know, but Netflix I think has done it. I think they've they've done the things they need to do. One. What's this great. movie the called? Cast is great, but the movie itself. Um, don't look up. Okay. <laughs> and J Law is actually funny in the the trailer. Which I don't find her that funny. I mm, <laughs> I, I almost turned it on. You could play it. I oh, this is something that I don't think I want to watch a trailer for. All right. I think I'm just gonna wait until I don't think out. you do, man. Like it look it, it looks real good. It's it is very hard for me to find a Leonardo DiCaprio involved movie that I do not like. Oh, see, it's it's easy for me, which is why this is a big compliment. <laughs> no, I've been I've loved Leo for literally all my life. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, I, I you and you proved... and Mundo are totally different on him than I am. Yeah, as I hopefully uh, proved with what's eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> hey, I I never said he was bad. He's just not my style. He doesn't and do that's the, a lot of the movies that are my style, which is everyone entitled, right? Oh, what, you don't want him being silent for an entire movie and sleeping inside of a bear carcass? Stupid. Why is that the one that so, he won an Oscar for? So, no, he didn't. He won it for Wolf of Wall Street, but the Academy knew they screwed up the year before and gave it to the wrong person. So they were like, well, we might as well just give it to him. God damn it. <laughs> hey, he oh. got back. He had that shit engraved at the after party. Yeah. Leo knew what he was doing. God damn. <laughs> uh but man, like just that cast that the idea of the movie is so quirky and fun, but has an idea of like seriousness still going on. I'm all about it. I um, am so excited to see <laughs> to so see Jennifer actually get like actual creds. Oh so good. Um, the, o- the one scene I will tell you about is there Tyler Perry plays a newscaster. And I don't mm-hmm. know how big he is. And maybe it's just like a small party does. But it's like a Good Morning America type thing where they're all like happy-go-lucky. And they're both, Leo and her are both on the set together doing the interview and doing their media tour. And um, <laughs> Tyler Perry goes, so are you saying that if if this thing, if this comet lands, there's a good chance it'll kill my ex-wife? And Jennifer, J-Law just like, stops everything and just starts screaming about how everyone's going to die and she walks off (laughs) like this is awesome (laughs) oh man dude (laughs) i am hoping this is really good um me too (laughs) hopefully they don't screw up the ending because that's what netflix always does the ending is going to be where i judge them that is their their worst thing i think that netflix is <clears throat> capable of doing really really good movies the only big significant 
Netflix original that I can think of that had any impact was Irishman. Oh, that movie was so boring. That's the thing. That movie was like, what, four hours long? Oh my God, three? It took me two sittings to watch it. I'm like, this is absurd. The book was easier to understand. I read the book. I still (laughs) have not watched that movie all the way through. You should read the book. It's a lot easier to read. And it's a way more interesting book. I obviously need to read the book because I'm I'm interested in the story, but the problem Mm -hmm. is, is that the movie is not really that interesting to me. And it wouldn't take you much longer to read the book. Fair enough. (laughs) It's like 300 and some pages. Not okay. So yeah, I'm reading the book. You could storm that out in five, six hours, probably if you you read fast. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how they got what they got I only got I probably only got like an hour and a half through Irishman and it felt like I watched all four hours of it when that was up for a best movie award I was like no get out of here didn't stop it this is not Netflix's time (laughs) let us all be reminded that this came immediately after Martin Scorsese said yeah Marvel movies aren't cinema Yeah, it's fair. Immediately after he said that, he comes out with this, and shots people fired. are just like, well, that sucked. Yeah, shots fired, Noah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never forget. Uh, now, the next one coming out, I'm going to skip because it's one of the big ones. So um, we'll start, we'll talk about Nightmare Alley first. What's that? Um, it has my one of my my favorite people ever, Bradley Cooper. So I'm, <laughs> this is now the second time we mentioned Bradley. Yes, I'm already a little skeptical, but <clears throat> short description: an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Eh. Okay, that doesn't get me. I've seen, um, oh, what was his name? Joaquin Phoenix was in it. It's about the guy who does past life trans- transgression. Uh, uh, past life uh, therapy. He died right after that movie came out or right beforehand. It doesn't matter. But so it's it, it seems very similar to that. Um, but... Guillermo del Toro did it, which makes it weird. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro doing anything is just weird. Yeah, like it instantly has that shock and awe factor that can work, but not all mm-hmm. the time. It does have the weird like makeup too, like the um, weird like designs. No, no, it's all regular people, but like I, th- just the world is just this dark, carny thing and it doesn't it, usually that attracts me but it did the trailer didn't get me on this one huh and bradley cooper never talks in it so i don't know why he doesn't talk in the trailer at all that's kind of concerning all right so i have just officially dropped any and all care for this movie <laughs> yeah he says like one word in the whole trailer and everyone else talks around him so maybe all of his lines are that important that they can't be in the trailer which i highly doubt um because Guillermo del Toro, I don't find, is the smoothest writer. So. Imagine being Bradley Cooper and going in to 
do a script reading for a movie that like somebody wants you to be a part of and you have only one word of dialogue throughout the entire thing everything else is just <laughs> whatever yeah. you it only have, have one will what it has a kate blanchett and willem defoe sighting all right my interest has peaked a little bit yeah and that's the only part that gets me interested <laughs> i so, will you know well i never know um, i will save that in the back of my mind but it's it, it might need more than a Willem Dafoe and Kate Blanchett sighting. Yeah, I will save your big one for the last one, so we can really dig. That is fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, so we're gonna jump. These last two don't really need a description read. They are what they are, and these are the three. The net. The last three are ones I didn't watch a trailer for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna start the Matrix movie. How does saw, Noah feel about that? Saw a preview for it whenever I went to watch Dune with Mundo. And uh, I don't know. I I think that I've just kind of bled through my, I guess, need mm-hmm. for Matrix. I, I don't know if I want to call it a need for Matrix, but I don't really have any other, like, I don't really have any other way to describe that. Matrix is just kind of whatever like that series has been over now for well 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 over a decade so i'm coming at it from a different standpoint um one it's got keanu and he's he's a god in my view keanu no you're awesome yeah exactly like It's because um, of Keanu that I watched the new SpongeBob movie because he was the <laughs> he was the tumbleweed. Oh no way! I have to yeah. watch that. Then. <laughs> yeah, there's a tumbleweed that comes through, and then it's like it show it has Keanu's fe- face come up on it, like all shining and like oh gold and stuff. He's like a god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I the this one and the next one I have well all of them I guess I've played during while well, I've seen movies recently the last mm-hmm. few months. Um, but what I do is I close my eyes and then I just listen and I see me what and I Mundo think. straight walked out of the theater. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that crazy. Cause I think, I think it was cool for, to hear it. I think it was for Batman. It was oh, for the okay. Batman trailer right. that we walked out for. Oh, I'd watch the trailer. I already watched the trailer for that. I'm not that interested in Batman. So oh, you, man. Have to, you have to sell me. I'm growing a little more on Robert Pattinson though. I'm uh, about to say that. That's all I need to tell you is just Robert Pattinson. So my hopes for the Matrix are that they make a movie equal to the second movie. I don't. I don't expect Matrix One. It, it, no one. We're never. We're never ever ever gonna get anything on the level of Matrix One ever no. again. But if they can that reach is... Matrix Two, I think they have a, an idea and a way to move forward and make two more. I think mm-hmm. you can make a trilogy because I don't think it's one of those that's stuck in time obviously they can do whatever they want with the matrix the matrix is the matrix yeah you know like a story can be built if it's a good story tell it so i'm hoping that's why it's coming out now the problem is is it a good story (laughs) right so my my big concern is that they're just saying let's cash in on keanu reeves being hot right now Something I've been noticing over the last couple of years is all of these properties from the late 90s and early 2000s are coming back 
especially like fuck when was when was jurassic world released like 2000 the first of the when they re- started remaking them you talking about yeah uh 2016 ish 17 yeah about then because didn't yeah because i think lost world came out or not lost world um fallen kingdom came out in like 2018 yeah that that's, was when yeah, jurassic that's world right. came out ever like for the last what that makes it like seven years now we've been having a resurgence of like old properties from then coming back and i don't know how i feel about it they're not the same they, they aren't going to be the same let's not let's it's not, not put it out there like it should be but it's like we got these and we got whatever the fuck happened with star wars we got we're having matrix now what other properties have come back well what what ones like that and what they are doing that is criminal for them which is like what i hope matrix doesn't do is just recreating the same time loop in the movie yeah you know it's same situations all that stuff that's what i'm hoping doesn't happen i'm more excited for john wick 4 fun fact i have not seen a single john wick movie dude oh my god of all like except for jason bourne it's the, it's him, it's John Wick. I he feel is like action movie. John I feel Wick like is action movie man. <laughs> people have been talking about John Wick for so long now, and like they've been talking about it so much that I don't even need to watch any of the movies. That it's just in my subconscious as it no, is. No, you have to watch them. It is not the same. Fair so enough. not the same. And you know, you know, I am not the person that makes people watch stuff. If you don't like something, don't watch it. I don't watch it. But John Wick, on the other hand, John Wick is I will shove it down your face hole if I have to. Fair enough. All right, yeah. <laughs> you sold me on that, dude. Like the, the third, the third movie opens with him killing a dude with a book. It what? is awesome. <laughs> like, All right, now I gotta watch it. It is like <laughs> top level. Like there is over a, I think there's over like two hundred headshots in one of the movies. Some ridiculous number. I'd have to look it up again. But like, all he does is head snipe people. And it's fucking awesome. Like, and they tell you, like, you knew this before going into the movie and you still loved every single one. Wow. It was awesome. First one, the story's great. The lore is fantastic. See, this is how much I don't care about The Matrix, apparently. Because <laughs> we just started going into a tangent. <laughs> because John Wick 4 is way better already. Wow. <laughs> And he's already said he'll make John Wick for the rest of his life if people want them in an interview. Like, as long as people will watch them, he'll make them. <laughs> that, does not, that does not make me at all confident for fucking <laughs> Matrix. Oh my, oh, my God. I love it. If he's already telling people, like, yeah, guys, if you just want me to make John Wick for the rest, like, for here on out, I'll do it. Whatever. <laughs> that was a, a couple years ago when the third one was coming out. Because oh, everyone, like... The second that first one came out, it was done, man. Like the, he resigned himself to John Wick forever. Oh my god! The first movie, one of the best movies I've seen in twenty years. Oh man, I need to have this. I it that's blew my doing, mind. That's what that's, I'm doing on my days off is I'm watching John Wick and I'm having my mind blown. Yeah, you're going to love the universe. It builds because there's <laughs> so a yeah. hotel in it that you know, I'm sure, but there's a hotel in it that is like no shit can go down it's a total peace hotel 
So all the people that are assassins and stuff go there to get reprieves and all that. Like, huh? Like there's a whole universe and it's just fantastic. Uh, but let's jump to the next one because it's another universe that specifically Chocolate Bear and I love getting into. Yeah, so that was Matrix. <laughs> yeah, so that was Matrix, which was more like the Matrix plus the other movie that's going to be better. But we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, we're, we're jumping into the Kingsman now. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what your experience with the Kingsman movies are. I don't remember. I know we've talked I about it. I love the Kingsman movies. Okay. So you're excited for this one then. Yeah, I really okay. am. Uh, this is another one that I've closed my eyes because I don't want to know the action, but I like to listen to the dialogue just to see if they get it right. That's why I listen because I want to see if it's written well. It is going to be so weird to watch this movie and none of the like original cast is there. It all is a prequel. That's what I think is going to be so good about it. I think that they are so good at making these movies. They were like, we don't need them. Man, I really hope so. I I have no doubts about this movie. I don't think you understand how little doubt I have about this movie. I have I would very spend little $50 doubt too. on a movie ticket for this movie. But man, <sighs> prequels are so fucking I love oh. prequels. I'm a totally different person than you. Prequels are just so hit or miss. They can be really good or they can just be there to retcon a bunch of shit and for what? But what if it's just a badass James Bond movie? That's all I want. That's all it needs to be. <laughs> That's what I think it's going to be. That's literally all it needs to be. If it just I think that- it's going to be the intro to that group. To oh, the man, Kingsman really and just so. how badass they are. And I am so on board for that. Like- <laughs> I am absolutely down for a Kingsman origin story. Please yeah. don't try to be fucking anything different than what you're like than what you're already known for you're a fucking spy movie you are from what i've listened to now this is just from hearing so this is total conjecture and that's why i'm (laughs) excited to tell you how i feel about it i think there's going to be some badass weapons in it that take things like james bond did but make them way cooler based on the sounds i heard in that trailer because they're kind of like the weapons you've heard before, but slightly different. And you're like, okay, what is that weapon? I want to know what makes that sound. <laughs> Doesn't it take place during World War One? I? I think so. Yeah, that's whenever the Kingsman was founded. Um, yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh, man. Fucking 1910s James Bond, man. That's all I want. Just oh, my God. Give me just Dude. that. Yeah, that's all. I, yeah. Oh, my God. I would die. And the, I am and not the people that are in it are anything. good actors. Yeah. Like, they didn't uh, get scrubs. They just didn't get the same people. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. As long as you didn't get scrubs, I'm down. <laughs> just, oh, man. Oh, man. I, Kingsman is one of those movies, is one of those, like, series that I have thought about for so many years now and, like, how good it is and just how badly it can be fucked up. That's anything. Like that's anything, no man. But I know the, the good news with them though is that they have source material. Yeah, 
you know, they can lean back on something where they can say, no, that doesn't make sense. This character wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, granted, I'm sure the, the other movies didn't quite go by the comics a thousand percent. But oh. you can at least take small parts of these characters and say, okay, well, this character doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, and make sure that the scene makes sense, especially for the people that did read the comics, because those are the people that are going to scrutinize the most. Yeah. As I haven't ever read the comics. I've only watched the movies. I only know about the comics. Yeah. But man, I almost don't want to read. I almost don't want to read the comics because the movies are so good. Like I'm and I'm super excited to find out who the villain is in this movie because they write villains so well. Samuel Jackson. One of the best ever. Oh my God. One of the best ever in, in movie history. Oh my Freaking god, whenever Valentine? he causes that like giant massacre in the church and he just throws up. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just perfect. And I I I think that you're gonna have another gem coming out of that movie as well. Because there's <laughs> I just want to know what they're gonna do with the bad guys when it comes to a world war. Oh man, like how I- are they gonna design that? <clears throat> I am like thinking of all the possibilities right now of what they could do for like their for their Kingsman action sequence because with the first movie you have the church scene yeah it's been a while since I've watched the second movie so I can't oh my quite... god with uh, Elton John yes that's the one yeah that's the scene yes across the stadium <laughs> yeah. so here's what here's what I hope they don't do though here's what they need for me to be cautious of if that's the era and time, I think they need to make sure that the weapons they're using and the skills of their people make sense. Yeah, I don't think like they can do all the things e- Egan Taggerton can do. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I hope they don't do that. I hope they bring it down just a notch. And I think that's okay. I, I think it's okay if it's a little more serious because you are getting the prequel. Yeah, this should be... This should be very much the Kingsman origin. Like, we should see them. I guess I don't really want to say that they need to mess up, but as a spy agency, yeah, just like getting off the ground, they definitely need to have some like blunders here and there, you know, like they can't get everything right. No. And I, and, and for me, I think the big thing is changing the formula. If they take the formula from the other two movies and just put it into the prequel. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll work. Yeah. You know, the fight sequences can't be the same. They didn't have all that technology. They didn't have, they probably didn't have boots that had poison knives coming out of them. Like, but I'll tell you what, dude, did. I would love <laughs> to see them fucking have a rudimentary, like first draft version of that. Well, I think, I think what you're going to find is the origin of the cane. I think you're going to get that, which. I am totally down to find out the origin of the kill cane. Yeah. You know, that, that was, I mean, what a good scene in those movies. <laughs> like, man. <sighs> uh, but this leads us to the final, final big one. <laughs> so just get into it, man. Cause I know you're psyched. I'm psyched for, I'm not as psyched as the Kingsman movie. But this is this is this is my Kingsman. Yeah, yes. So today it is November 21st, 
Mm-hmm. So that means that there is officially one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 days until Spider-Man no fucking way home. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my God, dude. Best Spider-Man yet. Come on. <sighs> Not even a question for me. Like, so I have, I'm honestly really surprised that I'm not, that I haven't talked about this with the comic podcast yet with Mundo. We also haven't done that in months, but I have my reservations about MCU Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But man, does it just not matter? It never fucking matters whenever I watch it. Every single problem that I have with MCU Spider-Man is completely covered up just by how awesome Tom Holland is. Yeah. Like, yep. I just, I, I, there is something about that boy <laughs> that I just, something just like makes me fall in love with him even more and more. And after Far From Home, like, was such a success, I don't have any... I guess worries anymore about what they're doing with the character. Do I think that they should have waited a little bit longer before they did the whole, like, Oh, his identity is out and about in the world. Yeah. I felt like that really has like, should have taken some more time. I'm good with it because if they keep it at a trilogy, you can't reveal it in the movie and then resolve it in the movie. Yeah. Um, So good example of that just for the reason I feel that way uh, because my, my, one of my favorite book series, it's first book ends with the bad guy getting what he wants, mm-hmm. but the movie did something that was so much better where the girl used her talent that she had to hide a cup that he was after in a card in a tarot card. There's like a whole thing with tarot cards and that's how her mom hid it from the world forever the cup helps create demons that's the short version so this guy wants this cup to help create demons so what she does is she hides this cup in a card and then she lets him take a fake one that's a replica and that's how the movie ends so you're like as a movie watcher and a book reader and you've read all this you're like that changes the second movie entirely i'm so Mm -hmm. excited to see how they do this because in the second book he just storms into a place and gets the second item he needs that's how it opens So it's not as climactic as you'd want it to be. The movie Mm -hmm. set it up so much better to probably where (sighs) it starts with him getting the cup and then getting the sword to end the movie. So you're like, yes, that is how it could have been. When you're reading the book, it's different. You know, it's, you know, you're just jumping right into the book, but the movies, if he had just gotten it, that takes all the suspense away from seeing the second movie. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. so it's just a whole separate movie now. It's not connected. That actually, it, that brings up a really good point with something that I'm worried about. One of the only things I'm worried about with this new Spider-Man movie and kind of a problem that I have with the MCU in general is that mm-hmm. a lot of their characters and their movies don't really, I guess, mesh together very well when you watch the thor trilogy 
you go through the first Thor and then Thor the Dark World. Mm-hmm. They are nothing at all like Ragnarok. No. Ragnarok no, that is, is true. its own thing entirely. The same thing happens with Iron Man. You have Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, for some reason, and then Iron Man 3, which not a whole lot, like not a lot of people really like Iron Man 3. I personally think that Iron Man 3 is even better than the first Iron Man. I really like Shane Black. I think that he did a really good job of that movie. But the only trilogy that I can think of that like coherently tells a story pieced together is Captain America. You have the first Avenger where you have your origins of Captain America and stuff. You have Winter Soldier, you know, after he is woken back up, he's, you know, trying to find his footing in this new world and everything. He's meeting the other Avengers, um, has everything going on with Bucky, picks up basically right where first Avenger left off. And then you have Civil War, which picks up from the events of Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. So that itself is its own little cohesive trilogy with Spider-Man so far. I don't really think that we've gotten that because we had Homecoming and then immediately after Homecoming, we had Infinity War and Endgame. And then we picked up with No Way Home, picking up on those, but not picking up after Spider-Man. Because so, in no in no, go ahead, finish what you were because in Far From Home there is not a single mention of Michael Keaton, of his character, of Adrian Toomes. Oh, okay. It just picks right up where Endgame left off with Iron Man dying. Spoilers for anyone who isn't paying attention to pop culture. It's been long enough. We're not spoiling anything. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys, if no one who is listening to this has watched Infinity War or Endgame yet, why? (laughs) Shame on you. But, um, But yeah, Far From Home picked up right after Endgame. And I get it, like, all the movies are connected to each other. But if you are setting up a trilogy, a standalone trilogy for a standalone character, those movies need to be connected to each other somehow, you know? Yeah. So at the very least... I thought they did a good job, though. They did a good enough job. Yeah. But there's still i still wanted more you know yeah my my main concern is that it sounds like they're going to try and introduce tommy mcguire and andrew garfield into this um for your point of keeping it connected i think that can throw a hitch in it uh-huh, pretty yeah. quick um the unless, problem is unless you get nicholas cage noir spider-man and then it doesn't matter put him anywhere you want i'll be happy but, oh my god, dude! I want more Nicolas Cage <laughs> Spider-Man Noir. He should have his own movie. That would be amazing. The thing that really worries me is that they are doing the multiverse now in the MCU. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that it is so easy to just disregard any character death in the entire MCU at this point. This, you nailed my exact point of what my problem with this next generation of Marvel is. Because I have seen with Steve, all the new ones that have been coming out, none of them make any sense together. 
they're all their own movie entirely. And I don't want them to do this thing where they're like, here's one big movie that explains why they all make sense because then I'll be more confused. Yeah. And I'll have to go back and rewatch them all to understand little things that happen. I don't want to do that, man. Whenever I like their tactic here. When I first heard that they were starting to delve into the multiverse and whenever it was first hinted at in Scarlet Witch, like for the last year leading up to this, they have just been hinting at, hey, we're going to do a multiverse. Like we announced Doctor Strange is getting his sequel. It's going to be Multiverse of Madness. I didn't think that they were actually going to go full blown into the multiverse. And then stuff for Spider-Man started coming out. Yeah. Now... There are two trailers out and about in the wild, in the public conscience for anyone to go and enjoy and watch whatever. I have not watched either of those trailers. Yeah, me neither. I have been trying so fucking hard to avoid any spoiler on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's everywhere. So wait, Everybody, do you know who the bad guy is? That's the thing. I fucking know about Doc Ock because oh, of fucking Oh, man, me. that would have been such a good surprise for you. That's so sad that that got that's out That's the thing. You. It was a surprise, but, like, now that surprise was, it, it, it's gone. It's over and done yeah. with. That's one of the big problems that I had with Venom, Let There Be Carnage, because they fucking showed Carnage in the trailer. So... Let me, let me throw out two things that could have worked and that would have alleviated this problem. One, because you did into the multiverse or into the Spider-Verse, you keep mm-hmm. Spider-Man alone as a multiverse. That could have been cool because then you could have had a different Spider-Man pop in or something and then you may not have known which Spider-Man you have. Yeah. That could change the story going long-term, right? Mm-hmm. You could be like, oh, that's this version. A of lot Spider-Man. of people... A lot of people are talking about this being the movie where Tom Holland's Spider-Man dies and they introduce a live-action Miles Morales. Which I hope not. I really also don't want that. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's not a bad thing, but give him his own movie. First. I think, and that's the thing. We did. Hold on. I have to. I have to. I have to show you. I have to show you this. As soon as I can hit this. Okay, flip that. They already did a movie about Miles. Right. <laughs> it's called Into the oh, Spider-Verse. I know, but you know what I mean. Like, if you're going to give him his proper due, give it I don't him. think I don't think that Miles Morales should be a live-action Spider-Man quite yet. Would I be Make okay with it? Make it a small series. It? Make it a mini-series. I would, I, would, I would love that. Yeah. But I think that the general population, the thing that, you, that everybody needs to kind of keep in mind whenever they think about what they should do with big characters like this is that you have to really think about what version of that character that everybody has in their minds at that time mm-hmm. and the only spider-man that that mostly everyone knows is peter parker yeah. miles is pretty popular and has gotten considerably bigger now that he's gotten his own movie and he got a video game. Yeah. But to the general audience who goes in and just watches these, they don't read the comics or anything. They're just like, Hey, these are good movies. 
they don't know who Miles is, you know? Yeah. And to have to establish a brand new Spider-Man, especially after he just had his own movie, what, two years ago? Yeah. Well, it, so I don't think that it would work. To your point, the other option they had before I do my uh, my last like multiverse option for this particular movie, their other option would be to forget about Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield and just introduce Miles Morales for the mm-hmm. whole movie. <laughs> oh man! Instead of just being like, "Oh, here's the new one. Let's go," you know, like <laughs> let him actually build a character throughout the whole movie. Imagine if they actually did that. If like everybody got their hopes up for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and then they just throw in Miles Morales. Um, they that I would have liked that more. Like, what if the, he just went to his high school and they started and to can. figure that like he started to figure it out because he like he did can. something weird, like his locker gets stuck on his hand, and then Tom Holland's like, "Hey, that was weird, bro. Maybe you can do it this is- thing that I can do." <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely possible to do a story where Miles and Peter both are alive in the same world. I mean, they do it in the Insomniac games, and it works yeah. out pretty well. Um, they do it in the comics, where they brought, where they completely killed off the Ultimate Universe and brought in a bunch of their like most famous characters from the Ultimate Universe and brought them into the Six One Six Universe, which is the mainline Marvel continuity. Yeah. So Miles is in the 616 universe and he exists with Peter, who is still alive because the original Peter in the Ultimate Universe is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, or was supposed to be. They brought him back. Yeah. Because yeah. Okay. it's fucking comic books. All right. To, you're making another point for me. Here's, <clears throat> here's the other way that they could have done this where the multiverse thing makes sense. You don't include the other movies in the multiverse. Okay. Everything, the Black Widow, the Chang-Chi, all mm-hmm. those, they are in one timeline. But you make the Doctor Strange and Spider-Man movies be able to be multiverse. So only they know what's going on. And they're the ones that help the other movies figure out the current day problem. Yeah. And I would that, totally be I all for that. Is cohesive. It makes sense. He can send Spider-Man wherever he needs to to warn people because Spider-Man can hold his own. Mm-hmm. He can go back and warn other Spider-Mans to be like, hey, we're going to need you this Spider-Mans? <laughs> yeah, like he, he could do it. And I think that would have been a... Re- Maybe that's what they're doing. We don't know yet. That's the thing. But I know Doctor Strange and Spider-Man have been in multiple like cutscenes already together. I think mm-hmm. that's what's happening. I, think I can't even really say... It lines up. I can't even really say that we'll have to wait and see how they handle a multiverse story until this movie comes out. Cause they already did it with Loki. Yeah. And I think they did pretty all right with Loki. My problem is, is that if they're bringing characters from past Spider-Man movies back and they're bringing them back as villains, mm-hmm. that won't, really work for a couple of those villains. So again, I haven't watched the trailers. So I'm not 100% sure of who all is going to be in this movie. Yeah. But I know for sure that Doc Ock's going to be in the movie. Yeah. And 
from just the one picture that I've seen of him fighting Spider-Man is that if they bring him back as a villain, it completely negates everything that happened at the end of Spider-Man 2. Because at the end of Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock gains control over the arms. They're not controlling him anymore. He controls them. And he ends up saving the entire city from his own fuck-up. So a big little detail that I hope that I see is the light in the arms. So at the end of the arms where Mm -hmm. they have like their fucking things coming out, there's a light right there in the center. When they were controlling Otto, they were red. But whenever he gained control over them, they're white. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that like- Oh, they'll get that right. They won't mess that up. I think that's a a known thing. But here, I'm going to push back on that one before we start winding down here because Mm -hmm. I just want to pretend like those first three movies never existed. See, I would really like to. And I think this is a fresh start for him. For that character, he gets a fresh start to be bad again with a good Spider-Man. I would. And have a good dance partner. I would fucking love if they did that. Yes. That's why I'm okay with him being evil because I think he's going to get a second chance at life with actually a good actor playing Spider-Man. The problem with that is, (laughs) is that that would take a lot of time to develop that, especially for like how many characters. But it's not in the same universe. Not in the same universe. No, but that's not even the same set of movies. It's not even they're not but they're being pulled from their respective universe. Because that look for well, Doc Ock yeah, for is the exact thing. same look of him in 2002, so they, or 2004. So they are pulling him directly out yeah. of Spider-Man 2. And if it's a multiverse, he could be if one a that still alive and still evil. Yeah. You know, like they, but, they've set it up so it's fine. But I think yeah. my point is he has people around him, I think, this time around where he doesn't have to carry a scene Mm -hmm. and just be a complete dick. You know, I think he still will be because that's his character, but I think he's going to have people around him that will make it even worse. And it's going to be amazing. (laughs) My, my hope for this is that they just serve the character of Spider-Man, right? Like, I've been seeing Tom it's Holland Tom posting. Holland, he'll, they'll do yeah. it right. I'm I've gonna, been seeing I, him. That one I'm going to stop you on because they won't They won't do that. Tom Holland God. will let them do it. I, they, Tom Holland keeps on saying that this movie kind of feels like a love letter to Spider-Man, which it's really hard to describe your movie as a love letter to Spider-Man whenever we literally have Into the Spider-Verse, which is itself a love letter to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So... I'm hoping that this is a love letter to the live action Spider-Man. So I'm hoping that we do get Andrew and Toby. And Mm -hmm. I honestly hope, I never thought I would ever say this in my life, but I hope that if they do bring back Andrew and Toby, I honestly want them both to die. I think they need to. I think it needs to be a situation where he needs them to help get through whatever's happening. At the very least... I would be a okay if they killed off Toby. 
I would oh, be yes, yes, gone. I loved Andrew Garfield. I had no problems with his Spider Man. Just talking oh, about no, dude. I had better. a lot of problems. <laughs> I no, had a lot of problems. I loved with the him. Amazing I liked series. his asshole thing. It works. See, I see, I like that too. And I think that Andrew Garfield really does work as like a modern day Peter Parker, as like a modern day like outcast. Like he's not he's not like too particularly nerdy or anything. He was always more so of just like an outcast in the original comics. And I felt like yeah. who was it? Mark Webb? Yeah. I felt like Mark Webb did a pretty good job with making Peter like a modern day, like modern day alternative kid, you know? Yeah. I don't really like the whole skateboarding thing because I think that that puts a stigma on skateboarders, but whatever. I don't remember what happened. But whatever. At the very least, they had him as like this awkward, like kind of just kind of like weird dude, you know? Yeah. But nope. It fucking, man, the Amazing Spider-Man series could have been good, but just from the get-go, it just wasn't studio interference. I loved it. I had no problems with those. Studio That's where, like, it's so weird. And maybe it's my bias because I hated the Tobey Maguire ones so much that they were that much better. And I'm like, oh, my God, great. Oh, my God. I fucking (laughs) love the Tobey Maguire movies, especially Spider-Man 2. Everyone, like, everyone has said it before and everyone's going to continue to say it for the rest of time that Spider-Man 2 is not just one of the best Spider-Man movies, but one of the best superhero movies in general. And it is. Until this next one comes out. And that's what I hope. (laughs) I do think this one's going to take the cake. I really do. I don't think they'll they'll mess it up. I, man, it's such... Because you also haven't heard a lot of rumblings of it going poorly either. Yeah. You know, usually with those movies, almost all of them you've heard, this isn't going well, this isn't going well. They stopped production for this reason. Especially like, not just last year because COVID is like, things last year were kind of different. But over the last couple of years with big budget superhero movies that are like taking like these really wacky ideas and kind of just like running with them you have a lot of studio interference coming in. Thankfully, Marvel has been really good compared to DC over the last couple of years. Well, I can't even really say that anymore because DC is giving more creative control to the, their writers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've just been hearing about these big budget superhero movies that have these wild ideas and then studios are just like, actually, mm, Nah, I don't think that we're going to take that chance. So let's uh, do this instead. And we're going to Frankenstein your movie back together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen with Far... I No way, home. I fucking... Yeah, yeah. That's one of my gripes is that every single subtitle is, has home in it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a weird titling choice, but whatever. I mean, it's better. I, I still think it's better than Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Oh man, dude, nah. Sam Raimi's fucking Spider-Man trilogy, man. Oh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it in the <laughs> oh film Harvest God. last season. We're gonna talk about it sometime, and I fucking Fair promise enough. you that, buddy. Well, listen, we did the things, show dog. We did it. Uh, where can this the was our first discussion us? alone. Yeah, yeah. Where can the people find us? We are all on Spotify. Every single episode, I promise. I have gone back and looked, but you can find us on basically every major streaming platform except for apple music for some reason i don't know why it is what it is right um 
yeah tell your friends your family um two bears is always going to be on spotify uh we have battle of bat fans we have your batch Pork comics um uh, harvest harvest uh harvest films and episode seed <laughs> uh we've got all the different things right now we're in the middle of episode seed so we're gonna have let me remind everyone what we're doing because i have it saved here i have all my notes breaking uh, bad fargo breaking bad and, and bates motel oh my god it was bates motel i watched the yeah. other one i watched my other one i have to go back and watch bates motel now <laughs> good thing that we had this discussion then yeah 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 um yeah i'm sorry my bad i watched the demon slayer episode <laughs> not yet which god so good uh but no i'll go back and watch bates motel because i need to do that now <laughs> um so we yeah also, we've got weird. some good stuff coming um and anything else anything you're into right now that you want to get into so remember what was it the, yeah, it was the last time that we recorded episode seed that I told you guys about the uh, new Ice Nine Kills album, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that video that we were talking about, it was just a lyric video and it was a fan made one. And it's only on the premium psychos only app. So you guys won't be able to watch it. Weird. But that album, Welcome to Horrorwood. Take a guess on how many times I've listened to it since it came out a month ago. Ooh. Hundreds. Because I just checked my Apple Music replay the other day just to see what it was at. It is my number one album for the year. Last time I checked, it was at like 370 plays. Jesus. Over <laughs> an entire month. Fair <laughs> I enough. have listened to that album so many times. Oh my God. But no, besides that, um, the new Cowboy Bebop series just dropped on Netflix that I need to watch at some point. Um. Cautionary tale. Steve saw some really bad reviews. I've been like trash reviews. I've been reading some very back and forth reviews on it. I did not have very high expectations going into this. So I'm not going to have high expectations whenever I watch it, probably tomorrow. There's a very certain vibe that Cowboy Bebop needs to give off in order mm-hmm. for me to accept it as Cowboy Bebop. And if it does not give me that vibe, I will not watch past the first episode. If it does give me that vibe, I will consider it a success. It That's sounds like it won't, it but you never know. You never know. You know. I just want, I just want a space time odyssey that has bounty hunters and make me depressed. Yeah, yeah. And I want jazz. Give me jazz. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh my gosh! Um, I finally committed to my historical fiction book, and I'm glad I did because it's actually good. Um, so I noticed something about historical fiction because the one that I was telling you guys I stopped reading because it was just really bad Mm -hmm. Um, I realized what the difference was what she did was take a storyline and just plop it in New York okay that's what happened really like she would just name streets of New York and that's what made it historical fiction oh so the only history is anyone's like given knowledge about <laughs> city yeah. layouts or like the place in the desert where he was from. Like that was, that was really it. Like cultural historical stuff. 
but it didn't matter with the story because it was in the end just a romance story between this genie and a golem and it was like okay so everything's leading them back to each other I got you. Okay, so not a historical fiction like in the case of Remember Me that takes place around the time of 9-11 and we don't actually find that out until the very end of the movie. Right, <laughs> right. So the one I'm reading is about girls. She always writes about women in the war, which is pretty interesting to read about how they used women in the war and what they actually were able to accomplish. It's never talked about. Like, <laughs> what uh, more? That's why you see these movies that have come out recently that are all about women doing this stuff in a men's kind of world. Uh-huh. like the nasa one whatever um and essentially these women help decode german codes and all this stuff so it's all during world war ii uh, and all the stuff that, that she talks about around it you can research like there's a code that one character says they broke i actually googled it and it was legitimately a code that was broken back in the day to figure out wasn't an attack wasn't that a movie not too long ago uh, there was ones that Benedict Cumberbatch was in. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Weird. Uh, but a bunch of women and like there's three women that are friends in it and stuff like that. So and all of them have very distinct personalities that are really fun to read. Uh, Through the power of friendship, we alone can take down the Nazi party. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, that's the thing. It doesn't really, It that's not that's not really what it's about and it's kind of cool like mm-hmm. they, they create a friendship but um it doesn't feel like that's the primary purpose of the book it's them trying to save the world from nazis and everything else is secondary and that's cool like i'm good with that I'm right now one's in an insane asylum and somebody put her there because they think that she's the one that gave away a code even though she thinks somebody sabotaged her. So you're like, she's about to get the lobotomy and it's back in a time when no one knew what that was. So I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? Do you understand how fucked up that is? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like if you do like espionage or anything like that now, you'll get locked up in like a prison, which is bad, uh-huh. but an insane asylum in like the 19... 19- 40s no that's important because she's a woman like she keeps all this stuff even worse accurate no it's not not saying it's good but this writer i've read many other novels by her she's so good at that she keeps she makes sure it stays within the culture like they wouldn't send a woman to jail she would be hysterical and she'd be going there that is the kind of historical like fiction that i am totally down with Mm -hmm. like that is a really good use of like circumstance like circumstantial yeah. like i guess background information yeah and it's all and it all it has like little pre-sections that go back to seven years after and so and like or there's another section that's like 11 days before the royal wedding so like the royal wedding plays a major part in how this all works out too uh, like this is super intriguing i need to know what happens once all what's this, this called out. the rose code the rose code yeah Kate i'm writing Quinn. that down mm-hmm. i am absolutely writing that down yeah it's a neat one um and i'm really glad i i finally i just wasn't in a space to read it at the time when i got it so i got there yeah. um, i just wrote that down in my notes because that actually sounds really fun mm-hmm. um but other than that nothing else we started the midnight mass which i'm loving i don't know if he's, if he's loving it 
wheel of time uh really really love that my brain stopped at of and i thought you were about to say wheel of fortune and i was like guys no no wheel of time uh, you guys at least have something better to do than that i know lewis gave it an eight out of ten for the pilot but i disagree with him entirely uh, wheel of time yeah because it let you get to a point where you thought you were bored and then it just like everything just gets demolished and what all your expectations were and you're like what okay this is happening all right now. so a little bit of a little bit of whiplash in my saturday morning <laughs> viewing that's all right yeah like dude it was it was crazy like no neither of us saw it coming and then something else happens right away and i already knew going in that it was gonna be like game of thrones like don't fall in love with any characters mm-hmm. just let it play out in front of your face don't get emotional about it and within the first 45 minutes, something happens where you're like, the show ain't fucking around. They're, they're doing it. Yeah, like it was, it was real good. Um, Is it on HBO Max? It's on Amazon. Mundo and his Amazon shows. I swear to God. Prime. Yeah. Borrow his login. No one knows. <laughs> I have my own Amazon Prime. That's oh, the one go. thing I don't It is to free do. to watch. They don't put it behind anything, which is good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So it is just purely Amazon. Yeah, and it's a, like a weekly thing, but they put the first three episodes out so that people could get into the world, which was nice. All right, well, it looks like I have three episodes. There's so much I have to watch, dude. Well, we're, we're taking it one at a time. There's lots of stuff going on, yeah. But that was one on his list, so we got into it, and I was like, no, I really like this. We can keep watching. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so that's what I've got going on. Um, I also have a little joke for you. All right. Before we before we shut it down, this is gonna replace something else. So get ready. Hit me with it. Vanilla Bear, Show Dog Millionaire, and Batista walk into a bar. <laughs> Batista bunches the bartender, and we drink for free all night. <laughs> That's it. That's the joke. Batista for free drinks. That's right. Hashtag Batista <laughs> for free drinks, everybody. <laughs> this has been a Two Bears Media version of Going for a Walk. Thanks for hanging out with us. Check us out. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs>